To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Huge weekend for New Zealand cycling. A damning report uh, came out, 100 page plus around the culture, the structure, around everything around Cycling NZ. This, of course, is on the heels of a report that was put together a number of years ago that suggested things needed to be altered. It looks like no attention was paid to that particular report and they find themselves again in a power of hurt. We're now joined by a man who'd know more than a few things about the way it works at high-performance sport at Cycling NZ. His name is Aaron Gate, Commonwealth Games. He's an Olympian. And of course, he's over in Europe right now. Uh, Aaron, thanks very much for joining us. The pro- uh, joining the program. I-, I take it you're well. Have you had a chance to to thumb through this report yet? If not, what what do you know about it itself? G'day, Darcy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, well, to be honest, I haven't I haven't read uh, all 100 pages word for word, <laughs> um, but enough to to sort of see see that you know, as typical of of the media, so many times they're pretty quick to jump on on all the negative things in there, but the way I read it was actually that a lot of the a lot of the stuff that had come out of the the previous inquiry was actually being put into motion, and and I think the thing that a lot of people are forgetting is there's actually not many of the staff that were there in 2018 because the you know the disappointment that of of Rio and everything else sort of caused a lot of people to to move on. There's very few people, familiar faces in the office that have been there as long as I have. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff has changed just by the nature of of staff moving on and everything else. What did you notice in your time there around? Because they did talk a lot about the culture and the fact that it's it's difficult in a, a centralized situation like this uh, for people to focus, and it's more about medals than than mental health. Is that something that you experienced in your time there, Aaron? Yeah, I think the one thing that it definitely has changed is the culture is it is hugely more positive now than um, what it was before before Rio. We had um, some toxic individuals just in the team um, from a rider perspective as well in Tokyo, which sort of dragged the whole mood down. And we had a big, just within our men's team pursuit squad, had a big um, reshuffle. And, you know, we were in a really positive space and we're back to being what we had before in my first Olympics, which was London, the, the big thing was we were a group of a group of mates that strive to to achieve things together, and that's sort of what I feel is the essence of sport, and that's what I feel we got back to in in Tokyo. And my unfortunate crash on the track sort of derailed our our sort of medal that we felt should have been ours, um, and that final in Tokyo, which was hugely disappointing for me and obviously the rest of the guys too. But I feel like in terms of how far we'd come from from Rio it was massive and that was reflected in in our times on the track too like it was we were above world record pace as were our competition and that's the nature of sport sometimes you're only as as uh yeah you're you're you still got to beat the other teams on the track but I think from a performance uh, perspective we'd come a hugely long way um and yeah I think it's just for me it's kind of frustrating just just seeing ex-athletes come out to the media and being so negative about it because the nature of the nature of sport is that it's not easy. Um, if it was, everybody would be an elite athlete and I'm not saying that I'm, you know, superior to any other Kiwis. I've, I consider myself just to be a normal Kiwi bloke. Um, 
but maybe that's something that just needs to be made clearer in the future from a from a mental health perspective is that when you come into elite sport that there's going to come a time when people tell you you're not good enough and you need to need to be better or or move on and do something else it's not a it's not a career that you do until you're 65 and then retire it's something that's that's temporary and um yeah like it's it's a privilege to be an elite athlete and i think some people are also forgetting that i feel extremely lucky to have have the life i have and been supported by the new zealand government and ultimately the taxpayer in, in my role to inspire kiwis and inspiring kiwis they want to see kiwis succeed they don't want to see them you know go to the olympics and come last but say they had a nice time it's um that's just the nature of elite sport and i think that's something that we we can't forget through this entire process is there a, a distinct balance though where the mental health of individuals is looked after you can still achieve those those lofty goals of meddling or are they completely separate from each other aaron Oh, for sure. There's, there's, there's a balance in everything. I, my wife always says to me, you know, when I'm a bit more relaxed and, um, and happier in, in everyday life, performance also flows. So for sure, it's a, it's a balance. And that's the difficult thing, I guess, with things like this. Everybody, every single person in the world is different and there's no, you know, exact correct or, or right or wrong answer to, to performance versus mental health. Um, there's got to be some some resilience in, in every elite athlete I feel and there's always sacrifice that has to be made it's not all you know smelling roses and dancing around you've still got to go out and do six hour rides in the rain which can be mentally challenging and you know you're often isolated from your friends and family you know you miss miss important events friends weddings and you know even even Christmas when you're isolating overseas with the COVID situation and things like that so there's always um, going to be pros and cons to to most careers, but probably being an elite athlete is something that you do, you have to be prepared to make sacrifices for the for the good times. Aaron Gate joining us on the program is looking back at that review. What about the centralisation, which we touched on before? There seems to be a theme right the way through uh, that report that it's probably not the best for cycling to be all focused in one place. I think one of the terms. Lord of the Flies was thrown up there with the, the nature of the cycles all jammed in together and their inability to escape the pressures of being a high-performance athlete. Does that ring true, Aaron, or? Um, yeah, that's that's definitely something that, that I have to agree a little bit on. Um, the centralisation thing is definitely a challenge and that's something that has come into effect since my time in the programme. Before the, before the Cambridge Velodrome was built, we had... The Invercargill Velodrome was um, just sort of completed as I was just starting cycling. And so a normal so-called centralisation would be a, a, a two to three week training camp where we got together before a before a major event and then we'd travel up overseas and then go back to our separate ways. And during that time, you know, I could, I could start be based at home with mum and dad, bludge off their pantry and everything else and work part-time um, and study like supported to study and, and everything else. And I guess there's still access to do that, but the, the problem with centralization is you're, you're forced away from your, um, from that support network that got you to the level you were at. Um, so you've kind of got to start from scratch. And again, it's an individual thing. Some people deal with that better than others. I was lucky that my wife was willing to uproot from Auckland to a job there and, and find a new job in, in Hamilton. And we were able to resettle in Cambridge, but it wasn't, it wasn't easy and I think um, yeah like I said people people deal with that challenge in different ways but I think it is something that does have to be looked at and there's it's not an immediate decision that can be made but it's a conversation that that also has to be made too because the difficult thing is 
uh, funding is now being, you know, it's easier to get access to. There wasn't these base level pegs grants of twenty five thousand dollars being handed out when I was when I was starting, and um, that's a lot of money to give to a to a kid that's just come out of juniors that says they'd like to be an athlete, but at the same time, somebody who's been a full time athlete for many years, that's not enough money to to live on and support. Even if, like, especially if you've got family members around you, it's not enough to um, to support yourself full time. It's well below the the average minimum wage in New Zealand, well, below the minimum paying wage of a full time work in New Zealand. But I think that's the whole point that this thing needs to be communicated that this is a a grant that's being added to support people and what they're doing. It's not something that you can expect to to live off. But um, yeah, there's some grey areas there that I think just need to be better communicated to athletes from the outset from from a high-performance sport New Zealand level. There was a, a mention around athletes feeling like they weren't free to speak. They had non-disclosure agreements, which means they had to be quiet. And if they did speak up, they may have cost themselves a position in a team or a position in the pecking order. Did that ring true with you in your time there, Aaron? Um, no, I can't say I can comment on that. I mean, I've always been able to speak up to the coaches and the high-performance director or anyone else with my opinion, so I can't... Um, I can't relate to that one, sorry. No, that's why I'm asking the question. So it was interesting to know people's personal experiences. But from what you're saying, and initially when you started here, and Aaron Gate, thanks very much for joining us, that there has been change, but it's been the focus has been too much on the negatives around this, but you see it as moving on from the last few years to being a, a better place to ride your bike, if you will. They are they are adapting to it. Yeah, most most definitely. And um that's the thing is that's kind of also frustrating is all this negative talk in the media. It's it's actually really hard on the mental health of our staff too because, you know, these guys are, are working day in and day out to support athletes and, and try to get the best out of them um, when they want to perform. So, you know, it's really difficult, not just for the athletes, this report, but the staff that have given their all and trying to actually build these athletes up to be the best they can be and being dragged through the, through the mud by um, – people trying to bring them down it's um yeah i think it's the whole the whole process has definitely been quite harsh and i'm i think i'll be clear in saying that i don't think there does need to be you know some some sort of limelight and, and change on um progression but like i said that that's already been in motion these things can't happen overnight there's no right or wrong answer to how centralization works we've got a great facility in Cambridge, you know, huge support network of, of physios, uh, the velodrome itself, you know, there's a great gym there. The training roads are great around around Cambridge. We often see more tractors than cars out on the roads. So it beats Auckland in that regard. But, um, yeah, there's uh, definitely some things that there's no blanket solution to. So I think a, a conversation between High Performance Sport New Zealand and, and Cycling NZ and, and the athletes and getting some more input from the from the athletes in terms of the pros and cons of the whole thing is something that is obviously going to be valuable uh, needs to happen but it's yeah it's not all doom and gloom <laughs> it's great to hear aaron and thanks very much for being so frank and finally last but not least I go, where are you now what about your team what about your plans what, what's up in your not so distant future um, yeah, currently based uh, in Girona in Spain. Live here with my wife and, and two-year-old boy racing with the Bolton Equities Black Spoke team. Uh, we've had some some recent success with the team and winning the Tour of Greece a couple of weeks ago. Um, was back into racing in the Netherlands last weekend and we've just finished up a training camp here. But um, I have to report that the, the dirty old coronavirus has finally caught up with me after dodging it for so many, so many years. So I've 
sort of sitting at home at the moment with luckily all I've got is a sniffle. So I guess the, <laughs> you could say the vaccine's done its job. Um, but yeah, so kind of just have to play it by ear for the next little bit. It was meant to be racing this weekend, but we'll just have to see, keep an eye on the old rat test and obviously not push it because don't want to be doing uh, myself any heart issues or anything. Plainly not. You don't want the long COVID. Have you got Com Games plans, Aaron? Yeah, Com Games is definitely the next next one on the list. We're waiting to hear about about selection there, but I'm optimistic that I'll get a chance to go there. And um, for us, in terms of a men's men's endurance perspective, it's sort of a chance at shot of redemption, so to speak, from our disappointment in Tokyo with our fourth place fourth place there. So I think we'll be looking to definitely improve on that. Um, all going to plan. Yeah, but it hurt us watching it. But when you did your collarbone, it was you clipped the rear wheel of, of a bike, didn't you? When you when you went down the screaming heap. So um, we felt it, but you felt it even worse. But you're back on your treadley again. COVID's not going to keep you from doing anything, Aaron Gate. And thanks very much for joining us here on Sports Talk this evening. A real pleasure. Thanks, mate. Appreciate your time.